Good evening, everybody. Unless you're listening to this in the morning, in that case, good morning. Um, so I'm sure you you've already know what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Full Kit Banter, as you've seen by the thumbnail and also just by the the big kind of news that happened this weekend. But um, yeah, it finally happened. The shoe has finally dropped. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is no longer head coach of Manchester United, and I can already hear the the crying of like all rival fans, but I wanted to get to a United fan right off the bat of this episode, and it's our dearly beloved Nate, who has been through the ringer in the last few weeks. So, how are you feeling, man? I just wanted to get a general vibe of the the mood in the Nate camp right now. Oh man, uh, actually to start, uh, guys, I've been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. And I think partly some of that has to do with the fact that right after the sacking, uh, Ole came out and did like an interview. And if you watch That's that, right. man, it's like, it's so strange because you've, you've wanted the guy out for a while. And immediately when have after we that, ever <laughs> seen that? Like, when has yeah. a manager no, ever we were... given like an interview post-firing? Never, right? I yeah, think it's never. very strange. I think it really goes to show just how much he really values the club. And how much the club values him. That too, that too. But yeah. I think he did. It was his idea. Um, he he mm. he did say that, and I think it's also smart because he knows that a lot of journalists will be coming after him. Uh, but he kind of wanted to set it straight, and kind of do it like um almost like like a clean breakup. In, in a way, it's very strange. He gave you all closure. He did. Like in a real way, it's just like I did try my best, and I I do love this club. And then when he says that, you're just like. No, <laughs> so we just wanted to break up. Like, why? It was a very <laughs> smart PR move. Even though I know he probably didn't want, he didn't mean it completely as a PR move. But I mean, it pulled on your heartstrings. Even like someone like myself, who's been memeing him a lot, you kind of. I didn't feel bad because it was the right decision, but I felt like almost relief for him because this couldn't have been good for his mental health. So as a, on, a, on a human side, and like, I'm just glad it's over for him. But from a football side, not great for us because, you know, yeah. that's I mean, what happens with United. I mean, it's Michael Carrick, Unless. bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to Michael Carrick in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I can see it in the title right now. It's going to be Carrick at the wheel. Oh no! Hey. I was like, and I was just telling you guys right a bit earlier in this week that I've already started to see the Carrick outs. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I think it, like, just <laughs> it was pretty instant, straight away. F- yeah, fans are ruthless, man. Yeah, I think it really does show that. Um, I mean, I, I mean, we'll touch on Carrick and and the rest of the the mm. current stuff uh, in a bit, but on Ole himself, I mean, um, I think every fan at this point in time have kind of already realized that we do need a transition and we've been kind of saying it for a while um so f- to let Oli go after that really dreadful Watford performance I think it there was no other option I think mm. it, it really kind of we reached we thought that we reached the bottom and we couldn't go anywhere but up after like Liverpool and City but we were wrong <laughs> and also <laughs> the international break right it was almost like the narrative was okay Oli yeah. kind of avoided the axe, you know, but this is his final, like, roll of the dice to keep his job and do what Oli's been doing ever since he took over as United boss. You know, he's always seemed to dig himself out of the deepest of holes, but I agree, man, that Watford performance, not even the result, because to be fair, Watford did score two really late goals, which I don't want to say flattered them because they, they fully deserved the win, but, you know, a 2-1... 
compared to a 4-1, it's just, uh, especially for people who didn't watch the game, if you didn't watch the game, 2-1 might have been like, okay, we lost again, but, you know, it's not embarrassing. But when, it's, when it becomes 4-1, that's when even the, the most ardent Ole yeah. fans and Ole himself, uh, he knew he, there was a... I mean, there was a sign of resignation when he exactly. I feel like they had the team had really thrown in the towel on this one, which is very strange because you have seen in certain games, especially in the Champions League, where we have gone down, but then at the last minute they fight back just for a draw. You know, like they really like do try to to salvage something, but after uh, Maguire got sent off, it there was just no spark. I feel and like the team. Um, if you saw like the last few goals, there was it's so lackluster. I'm pretty sure the fourth goal was just like a goal kick. Yeah, that no one picked. No up. one saw, like, but at the same time, like if you saw what like Lindelof was doing, I'm not trying to call him out, but like the guy didn't even try to like close the guy down. Oh, you to- you totally can. I thought it was that was piss. It was poor. bad. Like, it was really it was, bad. It was really like secondary school football. Like yep. the first thing that the coach tells you is don't let the ball bounce, especially in the box. Pretty uh, sure he no, it that was Matic's fault, and like, don't get me started. He had the worst game. I feel. Uh, he, <sighs> yeah. But I mean, I think it's n- at this point we're not picking out players because the whole team as a collective sure. have For been sure. really poor. Really. Um, except Man. except Van der Beek, which was yeah. like <laughs> that's that silver lining narrative that's been running through like the poetic, like w- how he scored the last goal of football is scripted career. as hell, dude. And like, you can't script. You can't tell me things. otherwise. You can't uh. tell me otherwise. <laughs> But, like, that guy is the only guy playing for the badge, I feel, at the moment, like, with the kind of tenacity. And I feel that... Um, badge? He ain't playing for a badge, man. He's playing <laughs> for a transfer. I'm not sure if he is. I, I, I can't tell now. Like, now that Ole's out, has his opportunity can suddenly arise? Because there are other players who are more likely to leave, to be honest, in his similar position. Who? So well, well to, top be fair, to be fair, right? Yeah, Ole's gone, but the coaching staff that Ole assembled is still there. And... Yep, yep. I You're feel right. that the board is just I, I mean Carrick is the interim to the interim, right? So they're basically they sacked all they they scapegoated him. Wow and right the now interim <laughs> to the interim. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, and right now they're just putting Carrick who's basically another mouth puppet. And I Okay, I, I know there are a lot of rumors that Pochettino is favorite and he, he himself has said that he would like to uh, manage United. It's super fried. Gone down super well fried. With PSG's man. owners. Yeah, yeah. but did I, I do you remember that I sent something on? Uh, I think it was a meme la. I think it was on Full Kit Banter Instagram page. You can follow us there. Uh, but <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically <laughs> the meme nice. was um. I think Carrick was set to be the interim for the next few games and possibly to the end of the season. So I don't know if Pochettino will be hired so quickly because. So when that rumor came out, I thought they were just gonna wait for Zidane because Zidane only said he's gonna come in the summer. Uh, Did he? He yeah. didn't even say that, dude. He just said he wasn't interested <laughs> in the job like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, but he basically said that he's not interested in any job until summer. So he's just. Yeah, but I could see it happening. Like, off, if uh. if yeah, if Pochettino comes to United, Zidane would gladly take the PSG job because I think geographically yeah, yeah. it suits him. Oh my God, Zidane managing Messi. I think actually what we could Bruh. see in a in a in a world <laughs> would so be uh, would be Zidane trying to get the the France job which he seems to really show interest in. The Champs moving to PSG and then uh and then United, United are left in the will be <laughs> up with will be ready for the part Maybe you get Poch, yeah. Part two of managerial 
yeah, but as we have seen, yeah, but as we have seen from um, how the United bought X, they are very slow when it comes to signing players and also when it comes yes. to appointing managers. So yeah. do you actually see them moving for Pochettino midway through the season or I mean this is a question to you guys uh, uh, but do you think they were just like okay we're just gonna let Carrick be at the wheel until possibly the end of the season but if that's the case right they're they are basically saying that this season's a write-off already so uh, yeah I think hmm. that's terrible <laughs> to be honest And but I, I can actually see but that but knowing this United right? board right they would they would never let Champions League uh, football just slipped through their grasp like without a fight so it's even more damning the fact that okay yeah everyone can say that United were never in for Conte or you know Conte is not a United guy fair fair enough but it's just the you can tell that they didn't want to do it but it's just the manner of the Watford defeat there was nowhere else to run like Nate said you, had, you guys were scraping the bottom of the barrel and you found a secret compartment to scrape even lower so it's it's almost like we as viewers know that they didn't want to do it, but they're just acting because the situation was untenable, which then makes me doubt this board even more. It's just like, crap, now they're like reacting, you know? They're not proactive to like problems. They're just reacting to things as they happen, so... Yeah, the epitome of this was... Am I confident that they're going to get Pochettino? Not really. Mm-hmm. I, I still find Pochettino's statements very bizarre because he's... I think PSG are still top of their Champions League group with with a, a group with Man City. By the way, they are ten points clear in Liga, you know, which is understandably so after last season. Well, kind maybe of he has no challenge the there. He has like it's just pressure, but there's no, there's no fun. I mean, like, would you not want to? What do you mean? There's no pressure. Like pressure to win. No, no, it's full. It's full PSG pressure. This year must be insane. It's full pressure. There's just no other. You know, there's the. It, it can be quite boring. I mean, if you're like just fighting farmers and like you know the the UEFA is your only challenge in other to, words to be honest though I, I I think you can't really say that because they didn't win the league last year so exactly. it, you know in, in those FIFA games like they, the board tells you what they're expecting of you he they're expecting him to win the league which he didn't last I mean it's like season, mm. I mean, and Champions League both like he has to win with the kind of team that they have the players that they have yeah, it's like it's a given you yeah, no, 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 but, this is the yeah, problem yeah, yeah. but if you look at the league one table right uh, sorry we get to the cut in yeah but they are yeah, yeah. like 13 points clear yeah so, yeah so it's a very league one is like given already so mm-hmm. no, no, like but you still gotta win too. it what? like I, I just don't understand the timing of his statements which makes me leads me to believe like it might have been taken out of context for clicks or maybe someone asked him the question he was just like Oh yeah, maybe someday. And then suddenly the headline becomes Poch interested in United. Yeah, maybe. You, get, you get where I'm coming from? I, I mean, I feel mm. Poch is like going through, you know when you're playing FIFA or you play uh, Football Manager and then you just mm. manage the club with the most amount of money, right? You you play one or two seasons for sure, and for sure. you're, you're just bored already. It's like, Understand. there's no point. So uh, it could be that reason. I mean, he just has to win the league and the... I mean, granted, last season he just what, did a half season. Uh, He took over Tuchel's like I the, even only, the, only, the, uh, the only thing, the only reason why I can I can think he would say that now is to, like you guys said, you know, he's already planning an escape route because he knows that the PSG job is kind of, I don't want to say dead, but it's, it's, it is what it is. Like it's UCL or like bust. And if you don't win the league, it's kind of even more. Yeah, I think he just put his front foot forward for like maybe even the end maybe of the he's season. setting up for the summer. Yeah, like he's like, okay, guys, like 
I'm interested, but not right now because I have a job to do. But if I see you, if if sort of I accomplish my goals with PSG now, then I'll see you guys in the summer. That's that's the only kind of yeah yeah. I, I agree. I, I agree. Have. But I think what more importantly, going back to this topic that uh, we were talking about the board, right? Mm. Uh, I was reading up an article. I think it was from the Athletic or something, and then they mentioned that the United board is now like what we we're talking about the reaction. Uh, kind of thing I think they only Just start to realise that Is it seven years That they have gone Without a trophy Or something But not winning trophies Have finally Maybe not trophy Maybe uh, with A big silverware A big silverware yeah, like, pre- Not like pre- community shield yeah. yeah yeah But like I think <laughs> The board is starting To feel the pinch That United finances Are being affected Not winning Bro they made so much Fucking money From Ronaldo Birch. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true I mean, but that's about it, lah. Like mm. you know, like your over. That's a one, a one-off. You know, money boost. But that's all. I mean, like how much they spend on Sancho, how much they spend on the rest of the things. You know, uh, firing and sacking. The thing uh, that really kind of firing. hurt United and other big clubs might have been the lack of touring because of COVID. Like yeah. that's not something yeah, yeah. That we should underestimate as well. But yeah, I mean, I and agree. now that it's back as well. Uh, the next appointment is so key, man, because this is I I kind of want to shift the conversation, uh, not shift, but maybe move, move the on. conversation mm-hmm. a bit forward. It's the next appointment is so key, and I don't know about Nate, but I guess from what I've gathered from what Sash and BK have been kind of talking about in our group chats, the the names on the shortlist or the kind of plan, in air quotes, is very very flimsy. If there even is a plan, it, it, yeah, so there's no plan. As a United there's fan, no plan. Like. I I'd probably be excited that, you know, Oli left because then you can finally start the rebuild. But then I look on the other side and there's no viable like plan in place, which then brings a lot more anxiety because Exactly. It brings it brings us back a couple of days to when yes. you guys asked me straight away after the yes. uh, <laughs> after the sacking and uh and I my response was just oh, very indifferent because right when it happened, um I just it, felt like well, no, it really because the was that meme. It, it was, was that meme. <laughs> what what meme? The what, Sash, do you make that meme? The one uh, it, it the was the, one? No 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 the other one the Ole sacking and then like uh, after realizing that Carrick is oh yeah 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 let's go that's exactly how that's I think exactly. all United fans were like happy because like I said it's all reactive. They are just like it's like okay I see a fire in this in this room I'm gonna put out the fire but little do I know that there are two fires brewing in the other rooms next door so. I don't know, man. It's it's almost like taking off a mask and then it's the same mask underneath. You're just like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the backroom stuff that are taking oh, over now. And you're like, the, the backroom stuff are, is definitely part of the problem. The best part, like, Woodward say he'll extend longer. Uh, that's just <laughs> adding salt to the wound, to be honest, at this point. I just think that, that this whole season, it's only, what, 12 games into the season. No, no one in the United hierarchy or even, I'd say, the most kind of... Uh, not staunch, but the most, the biggest United hater could have seen this happening. Like, especially with the signings you guys made. So this has definitely thrown a wrench into whatever plans the board had. But the, so I think the board was, had plans to to compete for the title. They literally thought when they when they had they assembled that team, and you looked at it front to back. We had made improvements in every area. We had Moran, which was which is which can't be. Um, he's probably the most underrated signing. If you look at the state of the club right now, the one that's been missing the most is actually probably. It's Varane. no surprise that the slump kind of came when he was 
injured, you know. Yeah, but actually the slump is a lot worse than than a lot of us thought because the they went back to actually their most um the 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 back duo that has been playing the most together anyway. So Maguire and it's not like you know we we could look at like um Liverpool as a case where when they lost Van Dijk, and then suddenly your back the your two center backs are always chopped and changed, right? You're just like who's going to partner who and then you have another injury to Gomez, then Matip goes out injured. Agreed. You're just like what? And then we have to throw like who do you throw into the back line? But we didn't. We we went back to a very like the two centre backs who played most of last season together. So and which which was the team that ended up in second, ironically. So you think yeah. you know, it can't be that bad, but the slump is really bad. So you know it has the shown the drop off in form for a lot of players, especially Maguire. Look, oh, oh, I was just on that I was just yes. Hold that thought, BK. On that point, right? Do you think whoever takes over... Okay, right now it's Michael Carrick, right? So let's just go with Michael Carrick. Do you think Carrick has to strip Maguire of the captaincy? Hell yes. I think it's an easier uh, decision. Because... Who, it's, it's almost you're saving him, right? I mean... But who are you going to make your captain? You have to give it to Bruno, I would think. Uh, and then, just because I feel like he embodies a bit more of the character. And, Ronaldo and could, what? but like... Let's just say, when Ronaldo has the armband, um, like at Portugal, you can also see his character. Like he's... He's he's a bit erratic, honestly. Um, whereas I feel like Bruno, okay, Bruno hasn't been on good form, but Bruno as a as a as a captain, I feel like he could be a better captain. And then who's and I feel your like vice? He does then? sit in the in the middle. Um, isn't the hair vice? Yeah. Or am I, well, is he? Is the hair? I'm trying to think, right? <laughs> I bet, wow. Sometimes I think sometimes it's Matic because he's the most senior, so sometimes he does take the oh, end. one Mata, but but. <laughs> No, Mata's really like he hasn't even got a start. Or he's probably he hasn't even got now. any game time at all. I just make him a coach, lah. Might as well. Dude, the biggest redemption art would be giving Donny Van Der Beek the captain's armband. No, right. no, that's not. That's <laughs> just giving him <laughs> pressure. <laughs> You're just trying to screw United <laughs> with this. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like uh no, but I know that that looking at how everyone's playing, if Carrick is smart, he gives Van Der Beek a run in the team. I think he gives Teles a run in the team as well. I think if you can kind of see the the form of some of these players, and I don't know, but let's just think hypothetically, right? That Carrick has seen them in training. He's seen, and everyone says that Van Der Beek trains very well. So you would think that he's, he maybe has mentioned it to Ole. And if, let's say, Ole is the one who has been picking favourites all this time, then that's probably the reason why oh my God, it'll um, be the situation so is where it is. So if it Carrick comes out and we see the team that comes out for the Champions League match, and we realise that he has made significant changes to the starting lineup, I think there could be... Uh, some hope though I would say this hope is still very misleading but that's there could be some hope yeah that's where I'm hoping to see like it's still McFred for the lineup for the no. <laughs> no I really hope <laughs> not fried as hell man it would but but, but um, before before going back to that I, I, I want to bring back to that Maguire thing man was on crazy form in the international week and came back to that Awful performance. I mean, like they just went. It's El Albania. It's I San know, Marino. but you know, you built the form. You built. I mean, you were playing against Watford, man. They were at the, around the bottom of the table, and it just goes to show, right? I, I don't even know, like Watford are like kind of a fried team, but you still gotta respect them. Oh no, um, but respect to that. Emmanuel like, Dennis, you is know, we were, if you're comparing <laughs> that international thing, right? I would expect him to build form, but yet he got a red, a double. Okay, fine, it was a double yellow, but still. I just want how, to touch how on insane how the red was so poor, man. It was just so how was insane a, is that? Like disaster. You just went from like picking up your form to like just like back in the shithole once again. 
Um, I mean, it, it, I think it, a lot of it has to do with team dynamics, and um, I think also the morale. I I think um, Maguire's red card was eerily similar to the the kind of nonchalant uh, expression that Pogba had when he got his red card as well. If y'all recall, is this yeah. like ah uh, what whatever? Like I actually don't really care at this point. You know that kind of mood that that you sense when they get these kind of cards. Like he, both his tackles were so bad, and like they you really felt like he didn't have to, especially the one on Cleverly. Where he has a really bad touch and he wasn't really under pressure and then he just throws in a tackle out of nowhere for nothing. It wasn't even a bad touch from a pass, it was a bad touch from like a dribble, like come on bro. Yeah. It's it's really kind of like at this point, I feel like the players though they always say like, Oh, it wasn't good enough, you know, playing for United, blah blah blah. It's just bullshit. Cause they don't put in the effort and it's the very simple basics that they are getting wrong. Um there are so many things wrong in the Watford game. Especially like the the weird back pass, or I think it was a miss hit from Bruno, which set the whole thing alight. And then you also have like Matic's back passes and all the really cheap giveaways as well. I think it just shows that McTominay could have been sent off, right? Yeah. For the penalty. Yeah, I mean maybe it's a bit too early, and to be honest, he wasn't really trying to injure the guy, so maybe the mm. ref was exercising a little bit On a, a, bit a bad day, yeah. On a bad day, it could have been red. Yeah. But so. Uh, yeah, on that point, I feel like okay. I think we try to wrap up United, but yeah, I feel, um, looking forward, uh, we really need to sort this manager thing. The team again on paper individually, I think if you can coach this team well, you can get the most out of them. So you need a kind of a manager who knows how to have really good player management. Tactics will be great, um, but player management right now because it seems that there is this, um, every three years or so the team goes from like. Um, they go up and then they go down to like the, you lose the the trust of the manager. Everyone realizes we're not hitting our potential as a team, and then everyone starts kind of um underperforming. And we've seen that in the cases with Mourinho, and so I feel it could be that kind of syndrome again that's happening right now. So, on uh, I would have loved actually if the board was a bit more, um, uh, they if they had taken the initiative and had done the second a bit earlier and we had gone for Conte. Because I do feel he's a bit astute and he does have the pedigree. Right now, like we have all mentioned, who do we go for? Um, the most exciting one probably looks like Ten Hag. The most um, pedigreed one looks like Zidane, but you don't know whether he wants to come. And then the most likely looks like Poch. That's what it just looks like right now. But whether or not anybody can move, anyone can come from now to the end of the season will remain to be seen. And so... Like I think what Sash said is true. The board has almost more or less because of the the timing of their sacking, have kind of it feels like they have condemned United season as a throwaway one, and just again a rebuilding process from scratch next year, which is which is just it's really Insane, sad to see. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's really hard to kind of swallow that pill. But mm. since we're on the topic, um, on Carrick, right? Do you think that you will see a new manager bounce? Because I know you guys play Villarreal in the Champions League uh, in a few days' time. But on the weekends, right, you guys have a pretty much an acid test against any from Chelsea, who's at top, the top, I can't speak, who's at the top of the league right now. For me, right, like, I was really anticipating this match with Ole <laughs> at the wheel. But right now, I'm, I'm a bit doubtful, man, because I know Carrick was part of uh, Ole's coaching staff, but... I'm sure him as a former midfielder could clearly tell that Van der Beek was the best uh, midfielder in that 
I mean to play in that um one of the midfield two in that pivot and when he came on right against Walford you could see that even though he played the second half he was heads and shoulders your best player and uh yeah I'm not so confident about that United game yeah I know they are playing against they are playing against us at Stamford Bridge but yeah I I'm kind of low key fearing that new manager bounce air quotes so uh, mm, I'm yeah, not so <laughs> I okay I feel there's no he's not technically I won't even consider him a new manager bounce because he's kind of like an internal promotion but I do feel that what may happen is if Carrick kind of selects players who who um were down the pecking order in Ole's team but were definitely uh, on form during training and are ready to make an impact I feel like we could see them shine so it's not so much that the manager but more of the fact that everyone's going to now try to take the chance because okay I guess that goes with the whole idea of a new manager bounce because everyone's kind of clean slate uh clean slate yeah exactly sorry I also forgot that point um <laughs> yeah so we could really see uh I'm really most excited to see Vanderbeek come into the team Lingard I would love to see more of him no you and guys lost Cavani him really. as well yeah I know but I mean the the likelihood of him leaving actually, actually and Benedict may- yeah, as well may- were quite high. Actually, but maybe it's with not this, over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with this happening right now, if those two come in, and they start working hard, Telles comes in, and we see Cavani come back, I could see a very slightly energized United team, because all those players are very hardworking. If you've seen them in other games, they mm-hmm. they run hard. They they put a lot of effort. Are they the most technically gifted? Maybe, maybe not. But they definitely will put in the energy that we have been severely lacking. So I feel that you could see us try to compete. I would say Chelsea comes at a time where it's not great because they could. L- your team is so good right now. Um, you could wipe any team. Uh, so I feel it's. We'll probably still take the L, but I'm just looking for progress in that game. I'm just looking for heart, and I'm looking for an idea and and a bit of an identity. Um, yeah, if I that can happen, the, I think that's good. Yeah, I could see the Chelsea game basically being like a free hit for you guys. But beyond the Chelsea game, you guys have a very nice run of fixtures. Like I think you guys play. Uh, wait, <laughs> I kind of forgot the fixtures. They just give. I can pull it up. Minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not so nice. They have Arsenal right after Chelsea. Oh, nice. Uh, then they've got Crystal Palace and then Young Boys. That's a triple header at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they play Norwich away. It's another also another nice fixture despite their kind of mini renaissance. Um, and then you have Brentford away, which we both know firsthand how, actually not just both of us, all three of us <laughs> know how difficult Brentford. I know away firsthand. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would, s- but then again, Nate has gone on record and said that these are the games he doesn't like. He prefers when United, you know. Which which um, I, I don't know if I should be taking that back or you should put me on front watch because what happened against the big clubs, which yeah, I always told you fair enough, yeah. in previous years, we completely got demolished. So um mm. but that just shows you the the state when you realize that United, which are this team that likes the big games and tends to show up, they lose really badly, then you realize uh that's kind of it actually. If you can't win the big games, if you can't win the small games, we're going I mean, down mm, and yeah. down the p- down the table. I don't know how low we'll go. But um, as it stands right now, the, the, the really kind of dangerous part is that there are a lot of teams on the up. You know, you have Arsenal yeah. who are coming up. Uh, you have Tottenham with a new manager who may be on the up as well. So they are, de- I can easily see us slipping really fast. Um, <laughs> and so the idea is to really just hold on 
to whatever we can right now. Try to get, I I would say in that fixture list, if we can get two or three wins or two wins, two draws, actually that's not too bad. I just don't want to take six L's, but you never know, right, in this league, especially because um some of the teams are actually playing really well. Like I would say Crystal Palace are playing some phenomenal football. Arsenal were just halted by again one of the other best teams in the league. Um, but. And then, yeah, Chelsea, I think we're going to get smashed. So, to be honest, <laughs> I, I, I can see a lot of L's in this. But if we can get two wins, two draws somewhere in this fixture list, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I think yeah, you, really gotta, yeah. you, gotta, you really got to just take things one game at a time, as cliche as, it, as that sounds. And yeah, I think yeah, the Villarreal game comes at a really bad time. So, yeah. Sorry, like you, can, yeah. you can just ju- yeah, you can jump in. Yeah, yeah but do, do you want to take two wins and two draws from the upcoming fixtures because... Uh, do do you remember how Ole got the permanent manager job? <laughs> manager, <laughs> oh, he just went on like a ten match winning run. So, if Carrick goes on, there's like no another wow. ten there's match no winning way. run. There's no way. I I it, can hear no, 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 it's po- it's, uh, it's possible. It's dude, so with, possible. With the, no with the board in charge of United right now, do anything is possible, man. Yeah, okay. it's true. If if we if we don't, so if we draw a lot of these games then I think that's okay. There's no way we're winning all of them. I, I really don't see how. Especially because you look at, just take United out of the picture. You just look at the form of some of these teams. Chelsea are doing phenomenally well right now. Arsenal are on the up. And Crystal Palace are on the up. All these teams, even if United were playing well, these are really hard games anyways. So n- looking at the form of United and how we are disorganized, let's let's just not talk about just the the, the ability of the players. We talk about organization, right? The team is so disorganized that you can pass right through their midfield or you can decide to just run by them on the side. Like, they don't tackle you and mm. then they'll literally pass the ball back to you. It's, oh, like, hell, it's even, really even bad. In, even in some I don't cases, know if you're you watching the United. You can exactly. just punt it <laughs> on the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, defenders yeah. can defend anyway. like a, like, a, like a relegation team right now in terms of style of play, which is so terrible to watch. Um, and I can see us get losing all these games. Um, but again, we're not firing Carrick. Who else are we gonna give it to? The interim, interim, interim Steve manager. Bruce, let's go. Steve Bruce, <laughs> biggest call United. Yeah, Bruce man. In. At this point, it's just get as much as we can, and then I wouldn't say like United is not gonna suddenly like park the bus. That's just not in their style. They will lose some matches for sure, but we have to win some matches. So I would say take some else, and then the games that we think we can get a W, we just go for those. We can't try to like sit mm. back and and become a defensive unit, and like and pump the ball up to Ronaldo, who doesn't really work like that. So if you really think about it, um, we are probably just gonna get to January, and then we have to get a manager in, in January, and a defensive mm. midfielder, to partner okay. Van der Beek and Lingard. Uh, that's that's my opinion. United born, mm. I'm gonna hear this. They're not gonna go with it. We're still gonna get L. So yeah, but I think yeah. we're all kind of a little bit excited on how Carrick would. Set up his team against Villarreal, which would kind of it's be tonight, right? an inkling mm. on how they were set up yeah. against Chelsea. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the exciting one. That is like, a huge game, man. Mm. Wait, but I think the timing is not bad. Like you mentioned, uh, even though you said it the other way around, I feel the timing is good that we have a match before the Chelsea match. Because there's in other ways, if he's trying to set up a team and you still get smashed other ways by Chelsea, then you feel like, hmm, maybe hold up, hold up, hold up. So if Maguire is out, you're going back to Bayi and Lindelof, right? Uh, for no, yeah, Bayern for Chelsea, for Chelsea, for Chelsea, for Chelsea. Oh yeah, for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, Bayern. We have Bayern to go with whoever's left. 
uh, I mean Phil Jones, Jones yeah, is in the I think Varane Unless Varane can come back fit Phil Jones which, uh. he, He's still on a, hmm, That would be the most eye-raising mm. <laughs> Varane strikes me as a smart guy So I, I don't think he's going <laughs> to come back For the Chelsea game Can you imagine Sorry. the renaissance under Carrick Is Jones and Lindelof that would be wow, he's just choking, uh, like just <laughs> Varane just choking all the way. Varane kind of reminds me of of Mansus, like he just plays one week and then he gets cropped. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this the disrespect. Saying it, as but it yeah, is, he's uh. he's kind of had phantom injuries or like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but I guess good for for. Seems like a Real Madrid thing. Uh. I mean, Ramos had the same issue. Yeah, oh, yeah. possibly. Are we yeah, gonna we'll talk about like just how how well Chelsea have been playing though? I mean, not, we're talking about the United Chelsea game coming up, and For sure, but yeah. if we if we look at the other side of the Chelsea are doing phenomenally well. There's nothing to say. Chelsea is just gonna win the league, man. Like no no way. Nah, dude. The, I think the, the one the, the so, one thing I will say about so Chelsea solid. is Miss James is the best. They, right they back. seem to be beating teams not in like top gear. Like I know that sounds a bit ludicrous to say, but no, I I, I agree. I watched the Leicester like the last 10-15 minutes of it albeit I didn't watch the whole game but mm. even prior to that like beating Newcastle 3-0 um, beating off the top of my head I can't remember but that Newcastle game I think it was 0-0 up until like the 70th minute maybe yep. even later and then they just turn it on so it's just who, good who, who turned it on impressed dude. me or like who, has who given me f- yeah who turned Sorry? it on in the yeah who turned it on in the Newcastle game I don't know uh, I can't remember <laughs> 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 but uh that that goal difference, man. That four goals conceded is mightily impressive. It mm-hmm. it's a throwback to the old Mourinho, um, the first title winning. Uh, yeah, Mourinho dude, side. this the squad is so decked. It's so solid. Uh, I think it's not just about having a stacked squad. It's yeah, you could have a no, stacked no, no, squad, no. but it's you, you, stacked you, you, and like certain well things formed. have to be done on the training ground to definitely, achieve these definitely. I think I love how the idea. Uh, sorry, uh, I I just love how the idea that um that Tuchel when he came in to manage Chelsea he understood the the whole point of like he, he has this mentality of a, a title a contending manager which is we just can't let them score first that's first and foremost the most important thing keep the clean sheets which is why he has established a bit like yeah like you mentioned throwback to the old Mourinho days where he's just like we're just gonna make sure that we eke out the one nils and the it doesn't matter if we don't score that much it's more important that we don't let in more goals but that's the scary thing they do because it's almost like when they find the first goal they are able to pinpoint a weakness in the opposing side and then get get a second I think the only game they might have just won by by one nil was the Brentford game actually they they drew the Burnley game. Yeah. Um. Uh, they probably should have won that one. They should have had the game sewn up by like Scott's sixty four. minutes. But mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But I think out of City, in the Premier League at they least, they, they've City. only kind of we took an L to to City as well, and yeah, everyone else was was kind of comfortable. So yeah, Brentford was the only one, I guess. And, and really I'm looking at their fixtures. It's it is a bit. I won't say it's, it's tricky, bag, uh, but it's a you have West Ham away coming up, which is, you know, gonna be a great game. Oh, that's a derby match as well, yeah. Yeah, but apart from that, it's it's you know, you have your Everton's who you know, you know my feelings about Everton. <laughs> um you have Wolves who at at this point I have no idea what Wolves are gonna you know, you could get Wolves Wolves could be brilliant one day but absolutely dog shit the next. You hey, have Villa six, who man. you know there's Stevie G got off to to a, a good result but don't really expect them to pose too many problems. So, 
Um, it's actually, I think Sash hadn't uh, joined the Discord yet, but there's only one kind of daunting run of fixtures, and that's right after New Year's Day, where Chelsea play Liverpool, City, Spurs, Brighton, and Arsenal all in a row. And then Palace and Leicester, so it really depends where Leicester and Palace are at that point, but all the way till New Year's Day, I could see Chelsea like really extending their lead at the top, man, which would not be good news for anyone barring Chelsea fans. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fair point. Yeah. Fair, fair. Well, Tuchel did say when he joined Chelsea that he wanted to make Chelsea a team that's, that no one wants to play. Mm. And fair play, he actually did it, so... Keeping my icing on the cake would be mm. if they win, if they top their Champions League group, so... Ironically, one? they play Juventus as well. One season United ago, Sash didn't say to Truco like that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's why I... I <laughs> 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 to be fair, I don't think many people were expecting Tuchel to have the impact he's had because of... The PSG you know, stint. Not even that. Like, even at Dortmund, you know, he, he, he was known for playing or trying to play, like, uh, high-intensity, expensive football. But at Chelsea, he seems to have found that Maybe it's because of the personnel that was already available. Yeah, to him, I think I think Lampard did do a good foundation for him to. I mean, Lampard gave guys like Mason Mount their chance in the team. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Mount would have been afforded that kind of time with another manager. So fair play to him on that. Same with Reese James. Same with um, your your Chalobas and all that. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure, sure Chaloba yeah. got his first start under Lampard. I could be wrong about that. No, no, no. But no, no. Uh, Tuchel, as Tuchel, well. Tuchel gave him his, his first start. Didn't even get like a cup or I think you're thinking, start. Yeah, I think you're thinking about Tomori. Ah, yes, the Tomori. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tomori since moved on, which mm. just shows the depth. The, 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 the no, depth the that, that Chelsea... Yeah, Tomori is tearing it up in, in AC Milan, yeah. man. Yeah, Abraham's kind of doing right well now. too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think so that... On the point of Tuko, right, he is a really good example of how a manager can mature and can also um develop um as a manager in terms of understanding that's true, that's player true. management. I think mm. when he went to when he was at Dortmund, he was more of uh, trying out new tactical ideas, and because of the style of Dortmund, which are always young and very attacking, there's always the idea of playing that kind of football. But when and they still do, and any manager that goes to Dortmund plays that kind of like. Dortmund's known for really fast. Yeah, it's kind of some, something you have to do. You have to play yes, an attacking. That's kind of the DNA of the club. And then yeah. when you went to PSG, he realized really quickly that you have to manage superstars. And no, you're like, not, and, you're not managing superstars, dude. Like he himself said that, and I quote, he's managing the players, their friends and their family as well. And that's not something Jesus. you want to do because it's just... Yeah, you're basically forced to micromanage them because, you know, players like Neymar... Uh, you know, Lateral Martinez, where, you know, he's, he's a bit messed up. Icardi. Oh, yeah, Icardi. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't more. Yeah, I knew Icardi. Wait, what? Yeah, I was thinking, like, when did he go? <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that mixed up, but. Yeah, you know, have like Di Maria's like, and all of that. Mm. And also, yeah, I think Di Maria's chill. That the Chelsea yeah. squad is kind of young because young players are easily. You know, like, molded. You can, be you molded. can mold. Yeah. Whereas, how, how are you going to mold players like Neymar? Like no, I think Kali I think there's like a good point. If you look at okay, if you look at what Tuko did when he first came in, he really gave a bit of like he brought some of the older guys back into the team, mm-hmm. like Alonso. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know if you remember, like we all had written Alonso off already, kind of. Same with Rudiger, yeah. and now Rudiger's the first name. Exactly, oh, he one of really the guys, on one of the things sheet. he went to is he went for all the old guys. He got Thiago Silva, like the oldest guy in the team, and he's like, you have to be the, a good example, Alonso. You have to be an example, and he did that for all of the. 
the key older players and then all the youngsters just kind of took after them you know mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that comes with with maturity as a manager that you realize that you have to really lead top down in some sense and and really look at your indian chiefs in the team and ask them to kind of take ownership of the role and even then uh, because he he did that in his first the first the last season which i would say is like a half season he's now been able to kind of let the youth come through so you really see um people like um uh James play a lot more and you see Aspel Lakota now hardly in the team as well yeah, but all of them were mm-hmm. were playing a lot more last season so he's now been able to transition all within a very short space of like one season and and that has been that I think we can't take that away from him that's really a Tuko masterclass for me yeah i think Tuko i really got to give praise to him for slowly integrating Chaloba into the team because yeah i do have to give props to Chaloba's performance against Leicester because I felt that he he looks like okay if if you were to tell me right that uh Chelsea paid fifty million for Chaloba, I would be oh yeah I could see Makes why sense. they shelled out fifty yep. million for him because he's he's been excellent whenever he played so far I don't think he yep. has put the foot wrong hundred okay, percent maybe he had a bit of a hazy performance against Brentford but Brentford were. At, at that point everyone time, did like, yeah, to be fair the only guy did. who was OP was Mandy, Mandy right? yeah so yeah I I think yeah I got to credit Tuchel for that man because I think in the summer we were being linked with Jules Kunde mm-hmm. and right now I don't think we, we see the need to it's not just yeah that's a, that's a great point it's not just mm-hmm. that you guys have sold Kurt Zuma as well and it doesn't look like you miss him that much and he's a he's a top player like he's flourishing at West Ham right now so just good business all around yeah. And yeah, I so gotta shout out Thiago Silva as well because if you guys know back to the first episode of uh you know when we just started out this podcast, I wasn't really keen on the idea of Thiago Silva coming because I thought he was kind of a finished player I was and gonna kinda mail it in, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't get many things wrong, but I gotta hold my <laughs> hands up and say that yeah, Thiago Silva has been excellent and yeah, also Especially after that debut. Yeah. West Brom. He, he he just doesn't do well against West Brom because remember <laughs> in the op- in the next fixture at uh at home to West Brom he also had like a terrible game and he also got sent off if I was not wrong. Jeez. He got sent off, right? Yeah. I knew I know <laughs> someone got sent off. I'm someone sure got sent off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like he, he plays well against anyone but West Brom. And I think Tuchel playing him in the back three it kind of extends his career because I don't think he has the legs to play in the back four anymore because it, it, you you have to be a little bit more athletic, but in the back three, he flourishes in that. Oh, role. dude, dude, he got he just got another contract, right? If I'm right, yeah, he he got extended. Uh, I think that his contract expires this season because yeah. it was set to expire in. It was yeah. set to expire this season, but he got a contract yeah. extension. So, if he if he's gonna stay at Chelsea, he will have to play his way for another con- one year contract extension mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's about thirty seven, coming on to thirty eight right now. No, so, yeah. I thought he's. Yeah. Doesn't he still yeah. play for Brazil? Yeah, he does. That's that's the thing. No, I, I think that's good the he is, big dude, squad, dude right? He's just like a machine. Yeah, I mean he's quite yeah, fit. I, yeah, I know a lot of um credit has been placed on how Ronaldo takes good care of his body, but I think players like Milner and Thiago Silva they don't get that same level of, you know. Recognition. I guess the positions that they play are less, uh, could be less. Glamorous. 
Yeah, they don't take their top off enough so you don't see their their pecs. No, as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they are less intense as compared to the forwards. I guess that's why Ronaldo itself. But I mean, that's actually uh, that's a counterpoint because if you see like okay, like Milner, like obviously getting roasted by Phil Foden wasn't the most <laughs> uh, good performance. But guys, like all over the pitch, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. It's a good yeah. game. So, I mean, we all know what Milner's about, but. Before we move on, right? Um, quick predictions for that Chelsea United game next weekend. Uh, I'll start. I think I'm just praying United get one goal. Three uh, nil Chelsea. And that w- I'm gonna s- yeah, I- I'm gonna go four. Why not four? Why not? Oh, oh no! Dude, what? We don't, <laughs> score, we don't score four unless it's like Norwich. It's three or nothing. No, but have you seen United ship four to Watford? We can ship anything uh, now. That's true. yeah. But you guys gotta have that new manager bounce, man. Yeah, so we're gonna get one goal, yeah. And then, <laughs> 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 and then the beat continues his run. Yeah. It would be nice if we start one. strong. That would be good because we've been really poor in our first halves for three nil shots. Not just that you guys have lost the ability to come from behind, which okay, not not too long ago we could do that. Season. Just we could do that just just recently, like especially yep. in the Champions League. Um, so maybe that hasn't gone out, but we are notoriously slow in the first half now. And we mm. give so much to the opponents mm-hmm. that we always are trying to crawl back into the game in the second half. We leave all the work, and when we don't have that kind of gumption, we'll we'll lose. So, um, I I mm. think we're gonna take a big L against Chelsea. But I'll give it. Uh, three I'm going now. a little bit more conservative than you, Ne. Uh, I I think Chelsea will have too much. I I see it ending two nil. But um, clean sheet to United. <laughs> uh, hey, I, sorry, I clean sheet I for <laughs> for, Chelsea. for Chelsea. I just think there'll be too there'll be too much for you guys. Um I, I think you will have your moments, but I just see it being rather comfortable at the end of the day. Is is Chelsea home? Yeah, Chelsea's at home. Yeah, three nil. But Chelsea. I mean United were kings <laughs> of playing away from, from home like just what yeah, a not month anymore. ago. So Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, the keyword is war. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm going with Chelsea two nil. <laughs> when someone else was interim at manager bounce. <laughs> interim interim. Interim to the interim. Assistant to the interim. <laughs> 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 That's literally why it was. <laughs> yeah, Sash. I think I was gonna go um un- one like one a very one. professional two new. Nah, yeah. I can't sit on the fence, man. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. If Oli was still at the wheel, I've gone three, three new or one update, <laughs> but yeah. Seven new 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 manager uh, bounce, man. Yeah. Oh no, I st- <laughs> I still do see that they could win by a big win, but yeah, I'll stick with three nil. Mm, okay. So it's a unanimous Chelsea win against United. Hard to hard to look otherwise, lah. And hard to, hard to, we will to, find out next week otherwise. if the curse is real. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is really putting the curse to the test. Yeah. Mm. Um, moving on from that, no one picked a four nil, which was the result at Enfield uh, this weekend. Sorry, Beaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. Actually, um, I'm pretty cool. But I mean, we really talked about this, man. Like, yeah. I I knew the international break was gonna like halt the, halt the, f- run in. Uh, I mean, great win by uh Liverpool still, man. Um, I think they deserved it. Uh, we yeah, I, I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna group BK with this set of uh, Arsenal fans, but because I know BK is a realist, but you you guys always get smashed. Uh, by you guys, I mean Arsenal. They always get smashed at Anfield, so I don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, I know that Arsenal have been on a good run of form. They've been unbeaten in eight, but. 
I, I think some Arsenal fans need to get a reality check. I think, which they did lah in that 4-0. I mean like... Dude, you guys like, are still a, a, a budding team. You guys are still learning how to exactly. play out from the back. Yeah, uh, so... Um, that, that was the first big fixture. Mm-hmm. I mean, not counting Spurs. Uh. That was the first <laughs> big fixture after um Chelsea. Uh, well, City. So, yeah, City. I mean... It's good to like Face reality a bit uh, I knew it was The form was too good To run it I wasn't expecting 4-0 Maybe like a 2-0 Kind of thing um, Or 2-1 uh, like, I also thought that You know The international break Ramsdale Smithrow and Saka You know They, they were out uh, Yeah sure They didn't play that much But still you know I hate to see I hate to see When international players Like just uh, they are out. They are not. We we are probably very used to the day in day out training because most of our well, we're not in Europe and we have a lot of time to train. But right now, you know, like plucking players out. I don't see it as a good time to like uh, break the uh, break the former. Uh, and I mean it goes to show, right? And I guess the only thing that we can really see is whether we bounce back next week. It's against Newcastle, so I definitely think you guys <laughs> will bounce back because they. Yeah, they Ship drew three yeah. against Brentford, but three three mm. all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Samax is still a good player. I could see him doing oh, some threat to the defense. Samax has been actually scored. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How? No, he he scored Eddie one. Manager new manager, bounce. <laughs> yeah, no, he scored one, but he he had a great chance where Saint Maximin basically did everything for him. He beat like three players, laid down a perfect pass, and Joel Linton being Joel Linton, he just messed it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like expecting it. Uh, but <laughs> Yo, Saint Max is like he's he's way above wherever he is right now. Yeah, he, he the level of improvement from last season to this season is night and day, man. Like I, I mean, like the good thing about Saint Max in uh, Newcastle. I mean, let's just talk about this before we head back to the Liverpool thing. Like it's he gets the playing time. So we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I think last part or something. If he were to get transferred, right, would he get the same playing time? You know, if he leaves Newcastle, it's really hard to say. I think he should do what Mane did. And I think he's like the level of Mane. Uh, no disrespect to Mane, but I feel like Simex is on the up. A bit like what Mane was when he was at Southampton. He was on the up. So he's mm-hmm, not... Simex mm-hmm. is not like the finished product, which is which is Mane right now, who is very reliable and you know what you're going to get from him. But he's definitely on that kind of trajectory. So he can progress. I think if he moves, does a move like Mane... He needs to be given that kind of um freedom that I think Mane was when he went to Liverpool to be kind of be like you are one of our main strikers and we're not gonna just sub you out all the time but we're gonna actually let you grow and make your mistakes and whatever goes with you being our almost starting eleven striker. Take uh, my at money. Least attacker. Yeah. I and would, then and then play. Uh, yeah. I would trade Lacazette or Pepe for him like in a heartbeat. So you think I think, Arsenal I, I think you'd it. have to do a lot more than just offer I'll give Lacazette both. Or Pepe. I'll give both of them for him. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not like Newcastle need the money. <laughs> That's true. No, they need the players though. Now they just I, need I, to buy. I do. Buy players I do to think that Simex will become that talismanic player though. Even even more so now with Newcastle two point Yeah, um, he could be their black shearer. They just need to wow <laughs> Gucci, Gucci shearer. They they just need to kind of get. The supporting cast around him, which yeah, would Declan he's Rice. gonna to he's gonna the have the career Dude, of Dembaba. Trust you, just snap him up. Yeah, no, no. Declan Rice, three hundred million offer from from Newcastle. I think after they lost to to Wolves, you drop maybe like to like <laughs> two hundred mil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but back to Liverpool game, Pascal, your thoughts? Yeah, 
Um, Easy very happy win. with the win. Needed uh needed a performance after that that humbling defeat to West Ham. Like like Sash said, I normally every Liverpool Arsenal fixture, I'm so confident that I break my rule of never betting on Liverpool. Um, this time I didn't because it was kind of a crossroads match. Uh, I thought the narrative behind it was very interesting. You had Arsenal who were like unbeaten in eight, um, would have leapfrogged us with a win, and then you had us kind of the wounded animals. You know, drop points against uh, Brighton, lost to West Ham, um, few injuries here and there. And the first 30 minutes, I was getting a sense of like, ah, shit, this is going to be one of those days because Ramsdale was OP um, and Arsenal were just very stubborn. And then the moment we had WrestleMania on the touchline, the match kind of changed. Yeah, it, it uh, yo, was what's unfair. up with that, man? It was like had, so random. Y'all had, had, <laughs> had a 12th man, man. Yeah, freaking no, so, brought so, Klopp so, into the pitch so according to my recollection of what happened right Trent floated the ball in Mane scored and then the next thing that happened the camera panned onto Klopp was Klopp clapping his ears right yeah like then Arteta was like no 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 like Arteta and Klopp had a riff and then after they got separated Klopp just did the, the ear cup celebration right no 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 the, the fight was before the goal the fight was because um, Arteta was trying to get Mane carded or something and uh-huh. Klopp didn't take kindly to that and then they just started having like Ah uh, yeah, they just oh, have a tiff because like Ateta worked under Pep and you know, it's like just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Klopp like Klopp has this ability to kind of wind people up as well. Klopp's a wind up merchant. He just doesn't like Spanish people. Yeah, yeah. It's also just fair play, yeah. like Ateta broke Klopp but so <laughs> he had to get it back, right? So Klopp, oh, true, Klopp wanted true. to break Ateta. Klopp, yeah, he didn't get it back. <laughs> but um, after Mane scored It was pretty comfortable Like uh, I didn't feel threatened Like At all The rest of the game You guys had one chance With Aubameyang Which Alisson You know Did well to save After pretty much Having nothing to do um, Very happy with the goals Jota You know He's gonna have a big Run of fixtures With Firmino out I, I just I hope re- he's yeah. not injured Because he picked up A bit, uh, a slight knock I just hope it's not too serious Yeah, That, that Nuno Tavash Gift to Jota Yeah He, he got there's, there's something about left backs getting exposed against Liverpool, man. We've seen it with Danny Rose. We saw it with Junior Firpo. And, and unfortunately for Tavash, um, yeah, just a bit out of his depth in that match. And I thought the pressing... Because this... It was a combination of Arsenal going back to the Arsenal from like a few months ago where they had to play the ball out every single time. And they just kind of weren't equipped. Like, like yeah, Tomiyasu on the right flank was... I think this was the worst game Tomiyasu has had in an Arsenal shirt, which, understandably so, but he didn't look like the same player. I mean, a lot um, of these guys as well, I think it could be like, especially for Tommy, uh, White and... Yeah, he, he's mm. he's still new to the league and he's up yeah. with money, so... Which and, is, yeah, which is why I said fair enough. It's new, you're at Enfield, I think it's the first time like... I think the, the main point for this would just be learning experience for Arsenal and also a reality check. I think yeah. reality check is how you sum it up. Oh yeah, completely agreed. Whether they they can um, kind of come to grips or get back to grips against Newcastle and beyond that, that's going to be the real kind of test. I mean, the the only reason why I didn't care about this match was because like United lost 4-1 and I was like, I, I really <laughs> I really couldn't be bothered anymore. I was like, You're just sure. like, okay, our, our position is safe. We will never be the worst this week. 
<laughs> That's true. Oh, but I was gonna just say that I I think Liverpool the reason why they are so hard to play against is because they are they are sh- even their attackers they run from deep very deep positions so they hit hit long balls, uh, which are very accurate and then their their attackers run in and so then it causes this really massive chaos because who who checks the second run of runners so once you have like Mane and Salah doing the first like um attack and then when they manage to like trap the ball. Or bring it down, or they take a shot. Then, like, there's this second wave of people running in from behind, which is like your this the second wave like Jota and all, right. or Firmino, and then you're just like, who picks up these players? No yeah. one. Like, it's complete confusion at the back, and that's how you get a lot of your goals because everyone like they're turning around, they're like, wait, who's picking up that guy? And then suddenly the ball comes in, and then someone taps it in. Uh, I mean, the back post. Yeah, it's, it didn't it's just chaos. Yeah, Not I didn't hear that Sambi Lakanga had a bad game. Because uh, I think playing at Anfield is a baptism of fire for any young yeah, players. Yeah, it is. Yeah, any young players that we, I completely He was agree. doing well until he wasn't. It's like the whole team <laughs> just kind of dropped. Would uh, you say they bottled? Nah, I won't say they, they bottled they, it, but they played they, well they, until they the 41st minute. Yeah, yeah they the came in with goes. a plan. They were, they were kind of frustrating Liverpool. And then kind of once the first goal went in they didn't look like they had the belief that they could come back and then Liverpool kind of just switched gears in the second half like the press was insane like yeah I um, think like it was, it was, like just I said it's a combination of Arsenal being a bit too in in disbelief um, I, I, I just think they like they, they probably don't feel like there's a redemption at Anfield so it's a bit yeah, hard to pick up I also think it's the fact that I, I criticise them for playing out the back too much in that match but at the same time I did remember them trying to go long a few times particularly Ramsdale he was kind of like raging at his forwards for not making runs or like not pushing up but the problem with that was every time he tried to go long Van Dijk or Matip would win it and then we would yeah, be definitely. on the attack right away so they were yeah. kind of screwed either way um, which I, is something I love to see <laughs> but yeah there will be better games for Arsenal and there will be you know dips for Liverpool again because as much as Nate kind of mentioned the good about their attacking play I do notice that if that doesn't work we don't have a plan B yet you know we we struggle a bit if teams are able to lock down the wide area so we'll see Um, Mm. last note on that match was I I, I love Fabinho and Thiago man they need to play together more often obviously it's mainly because Thiago is so damn injury prone but when they when they play together, there's um, a synergy. Yeah, that's that's a great great word. Mm. There's like a synergy in midfield that radiates both defensively and offensively because Thiago is the one kind of dropping back, asking for the ball. Fabinho can do that job as well. So I just love the two of them in midfield, and um, I don't know. Maybe Hendo has his work cut out for him. We'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love that kind of problem. A mm. very good <laughs> sitting midfield <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> must be nice, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, on that note, I actually thought of doing something a little bit different this week. I know, like, for all our viewers, not viewers, all our listeners, uh, they're, they're used to hearing fraud watch where we kind of call out players who've been very fraudulent on the pitch and, you know, just for a multitude of reasons. But I thought this week, because there were so many great goals and great performances... I thought we could instead do a reverse fraud watch and kind of talk certain players up who perhaps performed above expectations. This will also be another way to see if the FKB curse is real because if they start sucking ass next week, we'll know that we jinxed them. So 
I don't uh, know. Regular. Is that something you guys would be up for? Yes. I have my nominees yeah. Why not? already. Vanderbeek, right, you can go first. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm putting regular on. I mean, as much as I don't like Spurs, but Conte coming with that win. Um, yeah, he's probably they, up there. They kind of flip things in the second half, like they were a totally different team after halftime. Do and Cancelo man. <sighs> I mean the okay, Cancelo's a beast Like It's just becoming A weekly thing now Yeah I don't know how he hasn't won Like The like Play of the mo- month Or something mm, I mean he's had to deal with Like Salah Who was insane last month And mm. then the month before that Was like Ronaldo fever So What about you uh, Pretty sure his time will come What about you guys I really only caught the Chelsea game and the United game. Um, of the two, I feel like I like to give credit to Kante. I've always had this idea of him as like your destroyer midfielder. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say you had this idea that someone in United could be like him. No, <laughs> bro, that's just dreaming. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe his name starts with F and <laughs> ends with red, but no. Um, <laughs> Shit, impact. it's F red. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I thought like his his attack, his goal, right, really showed his all round play, and that he he scored actually the one that I recall was his goal against United, which was quite similar, where he just kind of decides to just make a beeline shape for the goal and then take a shot, and I feel like um. Is a bit underrated. He doesn't do that enough, but he definitely has shown his capability. And if he does improve that part of his game, man, he's the complete midfielder. He he does everything. Um, he just doesn't have that good of a goal return. And if he like gets more like at, if he can at least get double digits in the season, he's a real like the real deal. If he's not already, yeah. Oscar, mm. you wanna go next? Yeah, yeah. Um. I actually like uh, thought Jimenez was superb against West Ham and deservedly got his goal. Um, great player. Really glad to see that he's coming back to his best form. Um, this isn't a particular player, but I, I feel like we, we kind of owe Norwich after all the slander. Not slander because it, it, was through, it was true, but two wins on the bounce for them is huge. Um, they're still like in the relegation zone, but Two weeks ago, like they, they looked all but dead and buried. Now, I still fancy them to like go down, but at least they're putting up a fight. And what better way to start his Premier League um, tenure at Norwich for Dean Smith than with a win? Because also against another team that's around them, Southampton. So shout out Jimenez, shout out Norwich, and hopefully um, the Canaries can put up more mm-hmm. of a fight because this relegation battle was looking kind of dead I mean, two I mean, weeks ago. It looks so weird now, but Newcastle's at the bottom. Exactly, but and they haven't won yet, so I'm sure they will pick up. They kind of have to, but it's nice to see the, um, I guess the basement dwellers, you know, picking up points and and mm-hmm, throwing mm-hmm. a few spanners into the works. What about mm-hmm. Sash? Newcastle's gonna play Arsenal next, right? So, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put Trent on reverse prop watch because I. You, you guys know how um how vocal I've been about his you know the defensive side of the game. Yeah, I'm not questioning his attacking side because yeah, he he gets results uh, but uh against Arsenal, I kind of thought that 
you know, you like against West Ham, I mean, that you you could clearly see that David Moyes' game plan was to target the uh, where, where Trent was playing, you yeah. know, that, that right hand side. So I thought, you know, against Arsenal and inform Arsenal by the way, that um you know if if we the viewers could see that Liverpool's weakness is on on the right hand side of defense, I'm sure that Ateta could. But I think he managed he, he defended quite well against an informed Smith Rowe and Aubameyang was kind of targeting that side for, for the first half, but I think he kind of I wouldn't say weathered the storm, but he managed to organize I think it was partly because Van Dyke was helping him, but he managed to be in the right position defensive wise. He he made the right clearances. He I think he was one of the top players in I that game. I thought he struck the balance between attack and defense very well yeah, in the yeah, Arsenal correct. game. Mm, which sometimes yeah. you know he could be a little bit too far forward, but yeah. Trent Trent played well, man. Mm, yeah, he even got two assists to kind of one up Reese James's one assist against. Uh, <laughs> who did we play? Uh, against Leicester, Leicester, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, against Leicester, so. Yeah, Trent wasn't Reese James' well, assist man. just like a tap to to Conte, <laughs> like it was just like a four yard pass. But yeah, whatever. still counts, man. Still yeah, counts. yeah, fair. <laughs> I, oh, speaking of uh, Trent, I had I need to shout out um the Greek scouser man Simikas. He hey. was like a meme on this on this podcast before the season started, but his record <laughs> wait, wait, is pretty guys, sick, man. Yeah, do you guys see this meme where um it basically him and Timothy Shamalat. Shamala? Soft boy? Uh, soft boy Shalami. Ah, uh, soft boy. Uh, yeah, what, how do you pronounce his name again? Shalami. Shalami, yeah. So, th- basically, the meme was um, if Simikas had enough sleep, <laughs> he would look like Timothy like Shalami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that yeah, guy has the craziest eye bags. <laughs> it was not Robo, man. Is he like Croc? Um, he he got subbed off early against Scotland, so I think they didn't want to risk him against Arsenal. And th- uh, the good yeah. thing about that is, like, this is the first season in a while where Liverpool actually have a, a, a backup left back we, where we don't have to play James Milner because, or Alberto Moreno, you know. So ha- having him um, as a backup is a huge boost for us because there, there's some chatter in the Liverpool, like, fan community that actually prefer Simikas to Robertson which I still think is like insane but that just, just shows bias highly rated recency he is. Bias. yeah mm-hmm. recency I bias I mean it was like that like Tellers and Shaw thing you know at one point of time we, we talked about it as well yeah hmm. also shout out Minamino he won the the war of the Japanese players hey <laughs> my guy I mean, so happy to score mm-hmm. um, do we miss anyone out yeah, like I think all of us got our nominations. Simax, we he's. Uh, I mean, we mentioned Simax earlier, so yeah. yeah, yeah, man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped to see what Simax does against Arsenal, but uh, we'll see. Patrick, three um, one. Yeah, man. Oh it's, wait, 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 one more guy. Got, gotta shout out Harry Kane as well because I know he didn't score, he didn't contribute anything mm. goal wise, but he looked much better than he has been before. Because yeah. the four goals helped. Yeah, I guess so. No, I'm, I'm I talking he was about finished, the. Uh, I'm talking man. about the, <laughs> the game against Leeds. Uh, but then again, it's against Leeds, so. Mm. Yeah. All I right, think Leeds guys. should be on for watch, man. They have been pretty sus. I, I, Leeds, yeah, it's gonna be a long season for Leeds, man. And I feel like we will have plenty of time to talk about them in the, in future apps. But. For this app, I think we will be saying goodbye. It's close to seventy minutes now. 
um, which is actually a bit shorter than what we've been going. Surprise, surprise. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening once again. Um, once again, shout out Ole for giving us some great memes, some great memories. You know, you will not be forgotten. But until next week, you know, Champions League action, the narrative of this weekend's matches could change a lot leading up to that game. So yeah, be sure to, you know, keep checking our Instagram during the week. We're going to be updating it with like memes and like sound bites and all that good stuff. And yeah, this weekend, more football action. We've got Chelsea against Man United. It's obviously the big game. And yeah, we'll see you again in the next episode. Take care, everyone.